thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hi there. Do you feel that you live aware of God's presence every day? You know, the idea of God's presence has become a little mysterious sometimes for us, maybe even a little mystical, especially for those of us in Pentecostal and charismatic settings. We're taught, quite rightly, that God is omnipresent, that he's everywhere and he fills everything. But let's be really honest, that seems way too distant for us. It seems way out there a little bit for many of us. The truth is that when Jesus talks about God's presence, he talks about God being everywhere in a very different kind of way. Listen to the words of Jesus in John 14 and verse 17. But you will know him intimately because he will make his home in you and will live inside you. So when Jesus talks about the Spirit, God the Spirit, he's saying that God will be everywhere because he will be in here. He'll fill all of us, all of our hearts and lives. And so one of the first things I want to suggest to you about God's presence is don't wait till Sunday. You know what I mean, don't you? We've all missed being together on Sundays and we're engaging online. But the reality is that we can each know God's presence in our hearts and our lives every moment of every day. We, we love it when we can be together. We love it when we can worship. And we can get that sense of God's presence because other people are connecting with God too. But that isn't everything for us. We can enjoy God's presence in our whole hearts and lives. And that's what Jesus says is possible for us. In fact, the Apostle Paul, when he writes later in the Bible, is talking about how so many people religiously have leaned into ritual. Listen to what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. I'm reading from the message. He says, whenever though they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil and there they are face to face. They suddenly recognise that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chiselled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognised as obsolete. We're free of it, all of us. Nothing between us and God, our faces shining with the brightness of his face. You know, when I was growing up, there was so much that was spoken about our devotional life and a lot of legalism that came into it. It seemed like the real heroes of the church were those people who talked about praying for such long periods of time and spending their time reading such large portions of the Bible. It was all too much, I felt, as a young man for me to live up to. And I found out that ticking off a checklist with God was not really what God was asking me to do that in the end, religious routines become no different from irreligious routines. They're just routines. When I look at what the Bible begins to teach us right in the early portions of the scripture about what it means to know God, I'm fascinated how the Bible shows that we were made to walk with God. And if you think about it, when we look about Adam and Eve's experience in those couple of first chapters of the Bible, that's exactly what happened. Wow, what a thought we were called to walk with God. 
In Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, the Bible tells us that when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. God had come to walk with them. Now we know that when we read on from that passage, it was actually their failure that caused them to hide from God, to, to stand distant from him. And the reality is that's somewhat what can happen for you and I. That's how it can be in our lives when our sense of failure and how much we feel we've let God down can cause us to withdraw from him. And that's not really God's heart for us in any way. And so the Bible tells us we've been declared free of that guilt through what Jesus has done for us. And we can equally walk with God. So let me suggest you just a couple of things I think can help us to enjoy the presence of God, experience the presence of God in a very natural way. And the first of those is conversation. Rick Warren in his great book, The Purpose Driven Life says this, you will never grow a close relationship with God by just attending church once a week or even having a daily quiet time. Friendship with God is built by sharing all of your life experiences with him. You know, having a daily time with God, a devotional time, however you refer to it, is a really, really good habit. But God wants something more than just an appointment in our diaries. There's an amazing book that was written many, many centuries ago. It seemed to be a classic now on what it means to really engage with God on a daily basis. It was written in the 17th century by a monk called Brother Lawrence, and it was called Practicing the Presence of God. And what Brother Lawrence talks about in that book is how he learned to experience the presence of God while he went around his duties. His responsibilities in the monastery were for cooking the food, for growing and cooking the food. And he would say that in preparing the food and cooking and washing, cleaning, he was able to still encounter God and be in God's presence. In fact, he said that the key to friendship with God is not changing what you do, but changing the attitude toward what you do. And it's possible in every aspect of our life to converse with God, to be able to engage in the conversation about our everyday normal aspects of life, the stuff that God really is interested in. It's a natural dialogue with God as our Father, as our friend, as much as we would in any other relationship with your spouse, with your children, with your family, with your friends. And I know that doesn't seem very religious in the way prayer has been presented, but actually it's what Jesus illustrates for us in his times when he went off on his own quietly to dialogue with his father. But another aspect is meditation. You see, when we look at the Bible, we feel so often intimidated by its enormity and its themes. And sometimes even in that good practice of having daily Bible readings, we can feel we need to just progress through massive chunks of the Bible. You know, one of the things I've learned in my life is the power of sometimes just pausing over one phrase, one sentence, one verse and thinking about it, spending time thinking about what God is saying to me. In fact, there have been times I would have loved to have got through a chapter, but I've just come across something, one thing God has said, and it's spoken so deeply into my heart and my life as I've pondered it and reflected upon it. 
That's why the psalmist said, I think in Psalm 119 and verse 11, he says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Because peeling off loads of chapters in the Bible, trying to take in information, is never as powerful as what it means to let God's word, when we're in God's presence, settle into our hearts. Just ticking off those chapters is only a sense of achievement that we can have, but it won't necessarily strengthen our faith or deepen our soul. And as much as daily times in God's word are a really great practice and discipline and habit to have in our lives, actually knowing what it is to sit with God and let his word soak into our hearts is so important. Again, in that book I mentioned earlier by Rick Warren, he says this, friends share secrets. And God will share his secrets with you if you develop the habit of thinking about his word throughout the day. How about doing that? How about maybe just one verse that you will carry with you into your day? If you pick up your Bible in the morning or on your phone and you can walk through your day knowing God's presence by thinking and dwelling on what he said to you. There's one more thing I want to suggest to you can help us enjoy God's presence and that's adoration. You see, I've learned in my own walk with God that I can build an altar of worship anywhere. I have to be honest, one of my favourite locations for worshipping God is when I'm driving. Now, naturally, I need to do that with my eyes open. But just to know what it is when I'm on my own to experience God and to dwell on his greatness and his majesty. I can do that when I'm walking. I can do it in all kinds of settings. I can practice the presence of God in adoration, anywhere and at any time. Because worship is not just reserved for the, the great larger gatherings. Worship is a personal moment in our personal relationship with God, understanding his greatness and his power. Again, the, the psalmist says in Psalm 34 verse 1, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. And you know, it doesn't matter where you are, you can enjoy and encounter the presence of God and express your own worship, adoration, thanksgiving, gratitude and praise of God. We don't need an appointment. We don't need a protocol. We don't need to just go through a process. We just need to engage with him. Let me leave you with just a couple of verses from Philippians chapter 4 that help me so much as I think about what it is to enjoy God's presence and there the Apostle Paul writes these words, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Why don't you today begin to enjoy God's presence. God bless you.